Good evening and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, be sure to follow and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. On tonight's episode, we are going to be running through the 2019 NHL Entry Draft and then kind of doing a bit of a ranking on who Winnipeg's top prospects across all of these drafts are. I'm going to try to pick like 5 to 10 and and kind of go from there. I know that like a lot of folks will say that Winnipeg's system is on the more barren side at this point, but I think that that kind of does a bit of a disservice to where the Jets are as far as their, I would say, their prospect system is concerned, because I actually think the Winnipeg Jets, relatively speaking, are doing okay. If I had to grade their prospect system, I'd probably give it like a B or a B minus, just because a lot of the guys have already graduated to the NHL. So the players who are actually considered prospects are not as numerous as they used to be. That's not really an indictment of the Jets. It's more just sort of a a symptom of a lot of Winnipeg's guys being talented enough to make the jump between prospect status and NHLer. So in some ways, it's a good thing. I will say that a lot of people will point to the fact that the Jets keep trading away draft picks for assets, but I think that that's kind of what you do at this stage of where the Jets are at. And generally speaking, when Winnipeg trades away first rounders or upper level picks, I think that their acquisitions tend to be very smart. You know, when they traded for Paul Stastny in the year that they were competing for the Cup, that was a wonderful trade, and I feel like the Jets, you know, I I think that they got fair value. And it would have been pretty nice if Stastny had stayed, but obviously he ended up going to Vegas, so, you know, I think a lot of people will say, oh, well, he fled the roost and ended up, you know, costing us a first-round pick. But, you know, that was a year that everyone thought the Jets were going to make the, you know, the uh, the cup finals and end up winning it all so you pay a first round for that that chance at the dance all day every day especially for someone of Stastny's caliber despite the expenditures though the Jets still have a really robust system and I think that there's quite a bit to like and I think the first guy we're going to touch on from the 2019 draft that has only served to cement this prospect system's I, I guess decency is Vili Heinola. Now this kid, I think most people don't really need to, to have much of an introduction to, but we'll, we'll give him a brief rundown anyways. Heinola is one of the most heralded defensive prospects not in the NHL right now. And it's kind of funny because he's actually already played in the NHL, but the, the 19-year-old is, I think he's going to be a, f- a phenom for this team. The way that he thinks about the game and the way that he reads the ice and his ability to use relatively speaking, a modest set of physical tools in conjunction with his high hockey IQ, his high defensive IQ, and just generally good and smart positioning makes him one of the most pro-ready prospects I've ever seen enter this team's system. Heinola came out of Finland from Luko Ralma, I hope I pronounced that correctly, and before the draft I had only heard, uh, you know, bits and pieces about him because I think I wasn't really paying attention as much to the 2019 draft, I think until like a couple days before that was the time where I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing that's happening. And of course the Jets had uh, a later first round pick at number 20th overall, and I think that there were quite a few options for the Jets to choose, but Heinola was somebody who some felt could drop to the Jets and it turns out that he ended up doing so. Now this kid, a lot of people will point to a couple of things. I think the first thing that most folks criticized him for, aside from uh, being a little bit on the smaller side, was that his edge work wasn't really stellar. But the thing was, is it wasn't so much that his stride was, you know, unfixable or anything. 
he just needed to get a little more efficient at, at skating and being just a, a more pro-ready skater. But then when he came overseas and, and briefly demoed at training camp, to me it was clear that he was ready for a little bit more than people expected. In fact, Heinola easily looked like the best defenseman in the entire training camp roster, and during preseason I felt like he really excelled. Now, what's really interesting about this kid is when you look at his historical numbers, he's one of the highest uh, highest scoring under 20 defensemen of all time in, in the Finnish Liga. And I think that he was, uh, I want to say he was like 17 or 18 when he was with uh, Luko. And I believe that he ended up setting at least one of the all-time top three scoring rate records for a defenseman who was t- like a teenager. He was right around where Heiskinen is, if not a little bit better, which is highly unusual. I mean, we've all seen that Heiskinen is arguably a top-pairing elite young defenseman, and Heinola is right there with him. What I think is most surprising about Heinola, though, is when he came to the Jets, he actually wasn't just like a solid two-way defenseman. I felt like his offensive zone instincts were quite a bit better than I was anticipating. Heinola is gifted, and that's something that I really can't say about many prospects, especially defensemen in the system. Not that the other guys aren't really tremendously gifted. They're all very skilled. I think a lot of them have significant upside, but Heinle is just kind of in a class of his own because of the way he he looks at a situation and almost always makes the right decision. It's rare that somebody can anticipate plays as quickly and as, as efficiently as this kid can. He just seems to know how to make the right stretch pass through the neutral zone. He identifies the correct puck carriers who should be receiving the puck from wherever he is on the ice. He knows where the gaps in in opposing defensive coverage are. He makes smart activations. His positioning is good. And in his eight-game sample with the Jets this year, he really only had like two, maybe three games where he really, really struggled and maybe looked a little overwhelmed. But for the most part, Heinola, I thought, was uh, easily Winnipeg's best defender. Some have compared him to Toby Enstrom, and I think that that kind of applies. I think that he's closer to, like, a hybrid of Enstrom's offensive prime when he was capable of putting up, like, 40 to 50 points. But, you know, now with, I, I think, Enstrom's defensive IQ in, in Enstrom's later years. So we have a prospect that is, quite frankly, a bit of an anomaly for the Jets. We don't have many guys on the back end who are good in both ends of the ice, but I think that Heinola is going to be very good. He already had five points in eight games for Winnipeg, which is kind of a lot for a 19-year-old defenseman, especially a guy who most people thought was more of a shutdown transition type. He even has his first NHL goal already, which is, quite honestly, a little bit ridiculous. I, I think the sky is the limit for Vili, and I think that we've yet to see him at his best. He went back on loan over to Luko, and I think that his point totals probably made people a little bit hesitant, but... To be honest, Luko is just running over opponents when he's on the ice, and I think that that's the one thing that you want the most, is are they generating more shots than their opponents? Are they getting the better quality of chances? Is he continuing his strong defensive performance? And from all of the reports, all of that is yes. You know, the points may not be there, and maybe he's not pushing as hard as he was when he was with the Jets and Moose, but make no mistake, when Heinle returns... He's going to be a phenomenal boost for this team, and I feel like we have just started to scratch the surface of what he's capable of. The next guy the Jets took is another 19-year-old uh, Scandinavian defenseman, and this guy, I think uh, I think actually Finland is classified as a Nordic country, but this is kind of like the same region. And here we have Simon Lundmark hailing from the Swedish, not the Finnish league. And Simon is kind of interesting, I guess. 
he is one of those prerequisite big-bodied shutdown defenseman types that I think the Jets still occasionally have a preference for. He's a bit over six feet, 200 pounds, um, just not, you know, a sizable lad. I would say he's a right-handed defenseman, and he's been playing with Longoping, but I would say that he's just okay. I think that his offensive output is, is fairly minimal, you know, in around, let's say, 71 games, it looks like, if I did my math correctly. Uh, he had six points across, you know, three seasons with Longoping which is not exactly the kind of offensive output that you'd be looking for from somebody who's going to be more than the third-pairing guy. I will say that teenagers in the Swedish uh, upper echelon of hockey tend not to be prolific scorers, but you know, I, I think even as a defenseman, it would have been nice to see a little bit more contribution. I don't know what his shot output looks like, and I feel like, from what I've heard, he's not really somebody who tends to activate a lot in the offensive zone. I'd be curious to know if he's more than just kind of like a um, maybe uh, a shutdown type. I would hope that he's able to transition and, and puck carry, but beyond that, I don't really know if he's more than like a seventh defenseman type or maybe like a third pairing number six. I think you do need guys who are on the defensive side of things, and certainly replenishing our right-handed defenseman supply is not a bad idea. But Lundbark, I think, has a questionable upside, and that's a little bit unfortunate. That said, if he ends up being like a steady defensive presence in maybe like a Chris Tanev kind of mold, that would be a really good outcome because Tanev actually does a lot to, to do build-up play and set-up play right before, you know, his linemates end up finishing. So if Lundmark can be somebody who is very smart, makes the right reads, is strong defensively, and is able to help his team maintain possession and help them transition out of their own zone, from what I understand, he's a pretty decent skater, you know, that would be a really good beneficial boost. Somebody who can maintain possession of the puck and also skate with the puck, that's, that's <laughs> you know, you wouldn't think it's that rare of a trait for the Jets, but unfortunately their their blue line right now is not really, th you know, thick with guys who can do that and do it competently. So maybe Lundmark has a little bit more of a shot at making this team down the road if he, you know, impresses with the Manitoba Moose. Winnipeg ended up going back to Finland right after drafting Lundmark, and Lundmark was the second round pick. Nikanen is the th uh, fourth round, and he was taken at number 113 overall. Nikanen is interesting. He's a, another, I believe he, he is a center, if I recall correctly, and he's had something of an up and down time while playing in a couple of different leagues in Finland. When he was with the junior leagues, apparently he was dominant, but stepping up to the men's league in, in SM Liga, things were a little bit rougher, which is not surprising. I mean, he's 18 years old, he's 6'2", very tall, lanky centerman in a league that traditionally doesn't give teenagers that much ice time, generally speaking. I think Sweden is pretty punishing for rookies, but Finland occasionally does the same thing. Now, there certainly have been quite a few exceptions over the past couple of years, but again, I think Nikonen just had a bit of a tough time cracking a whole lot of ice time and making a, a, a definite impact. He only had three points in 27 games, which is not super ideal, but I think with Negan and the interesting aspect of him is he displays pretty good vision, pretty good playmaking instincts. He has decent distribution, so he has a lot of tool sets that make him an interesting prospect, but there have been reports about him being uh, a frequently injured player, so I think for the Jets that, that is something that is a concern because obviously injuries stunting the growth of your young prospects tends to be a bit of an issue. And that's kind of where 
Mikinen is a longer-term project. I kind of have him in the Santeri Vertanen bracket where both, you know, Nikinen and Vertanen probably are, are long shots to make the NHL team, but if they ever are able to use their tool sets and put it all together, there's some interesting talent there. More likely, they'll both end up being good quality moose players. Well, I guess that's a hope anyways. Uh, if, if things do kind of work out and they end up being a little bit more, that's just kind of bonus gravy to me. But I think when you're drafting at this round, you you know, getting any sort of offensive upside for your system period is something that Winnipeg will absolutely prioritize. The last forward Winnipeg drafted is Harrison Blaisdell, uh, and he is, you know, 19. He's a 5'11", 180. He was drafted in the fifth round at 134 overall, and he's actually been playing for University of North Dakota. Blaisdell, from what I understand, has been doing very well, relatively speaking. I don't think that he has a starring role for UND, but in 32 games, he amassed 12 points in his freshman season, and I believe his shot totals were looking very solid for a dude deployed in whatever role UND had him in. I think his upside is probably capped around a third liner, which is totally fine. You know, if you get a guy who, you know, plays on your third or fourth line, offers some defensive stability, occasionally has the ability to score some greasy goals, get into positions where his teammates can clean up and, and, you know, finish on those opportunities, that for me is fine. I wouldn't mind guys who are skilled puck movers, can serve on the PK, can be a, a decent depth scorer. Blaisdell is kind of a long shot as far as significant goal scoring or points total upside is concerned and that again it's not a bad thing I just think that you know from a pick like this this is another player who you like some of his his hard-working traits and maybe his technique is not exactly on the upper echelon of elite tier but you still think that with time and, and work ethic and intensive training you might be able to tease out more there from his his base physical tool sets and whatnot He's a smaller guy, and yet apparently people say that he's very tenacious, which I think that just, like, we saw that with Brandon Tanev. Tanev is actually bigger than you think, but he, again, is kind of undersized compared to most NHL players who are uh, decently over six foot. So Blaisdell might be in the same mold. If he can do a bit more on the offensive side and contribute a little more regularly, I wouldn't mind the Jets having, like, another Andrew Kopp type, another good center who can bounce up and down your lineup but primarily anchor your bottom six in a two-way transition and shutdown role. The last guy taken by the Jets, this one a fifth-round pick at number 144 overall, was another goalie. This one is Logan Neaton from Brighton, Michigan, and the 6'3 goaltender is apparently with the UMass Lowell system, but apparently he hasn't really been doing a whole lot. He only played three games a season as a freshman, and his numbers weren't exactly inspiring. Now, if I recall correctly, UMass Lowell is not a particularly great team, so I'm not shocked. Curiously, though, there's just not a whole lot of information available on this guy, and I don't really know what he's been up to, especially only having a couple of games under his career at the collegiate level. He does have a track record with the BCHL, and last year, I guess 2018-19 you could call it, um, he ended up posting a 9-14 in 47 games with the Spruce Kings, which I don't really know what the BCHL uh, goaltending averages or what their performance looks like. So I, I tend to think that he's another big guy. The Jets drafted Arvid Holm, and Holm, I think after bouncing a little bit around Sweden, has found a bit more of a rhythm recently in the past couple of months. And his current SHL career looks very decent. So maybe Neaton is the same kind of guy, another another pretty tall goaltender who they, they like guys who are big and blocky and can 
essentially challenge shooters farther outside the crease than some of the others. Maybe Neaton is in the same mold. I don't know, there's not a whole lot of info on him. As far as punting on goaltenders late in these rounds is concerned, that's totally fine with me. See if one of these big guys ends up being something at the professional level, either with the Jets or with the Moose. And uh, I think Neaton's probably another one of those in the mold. I don't know a whole lot about the guy, but I trust Winnipeg's deeper scouts to find young goaltending talent that doesn't suck. The Jets are very good at this. They've proven over the past couple of seasons that they can identify some real gems. Maybe Logan is one more to add to the crown. Speaking of crowns, I'd like to think that Winnipeg actually has several jewels in their prospect crown, and I did promise to rank them. And I think that, you know, as far as the Jets are concerned, there are three gems that sit at the very front of the crown that I think really defines the kinds of talents and abilities that this team likes to prioritize. I would say at the top of this crown, the very top prospect is going to be Vili Heinola. I think Heinola is a marvelous defenseman. I think that his upside is almost limitless. Obviously, I think that there are some things that he won't be able to do. You know, he's not going to be the next Eric Carlson or anything, but I think he's going to be a first-pairing elite two-way defenseman with some of the best IQ and acumen that we see from a blue liner who's played for this team. We haven't had somebody quite like him since Toby Enstrom, and I feel like he might even be able to, you know, overtake Enstrom in terms of offensive output if his early sample is to be believed. Second in this crown is going to be right there with uh, with Heinola, and that is David Gustafson. I think Gustafson has so much potential, and I feel like we've yet to see his very best. Once he starts to really acclimate towards the pro climate in either the NHL or AHL, this dude's going to be a stud. I think that, again, like Heinola, he's a remarkably intelligent forward. And even if the underlying numbers at the NHL level in a very small sample aren't quite there yet, I think that over time Gus is going to really put it all together, and I think that he's going to be a very high-impact NHL forward. I, I think that he's truly a marvelous talent. I think that he has the potential to be a top-six center, and I think that he fits a need that the Jets haven't been able to fill for many, many years. With Brian Little declining and perhaps even maybe needing to consider retirement in the next couple of seasons, you know, the Jets are running real thin on top-six centers, but Gustafson looks about as bona fide as it gets. The third jewel in this crown is one who has a little bit dimmed for some folks, but I think Christian Veselainen still has a ton of talent. I think that he is going to develop more consistency over the next couple of seasons, and I think that his potential as far as an offensive winger is very high. I think that he's a clear second-line winger down the road if and when he makes the jump to the NHL. He does need to be more consistent at even strength, and I think that he needs to be able to more frequently drive play in both ends of the ice, and especially in, in driving transition, and then eventually converting that transition in, into scoring offense. But Veselainen has the potential, he has the tool sets, and I think that he could be a very good player for the Jets down the road. In the middle tier, which is like very good, but perhaps, you know, maybe not quite on the level of like a Vili Heinola, I have a couple of guys here. I would say that Declan Chisholm, Sami Niku, and Dylan Sandberg are all kind of even in this area. And these guys are all very good players. I think that maybe they don't have top pairing potential, but top four or even high-end third pairing, I think that that is something very realistic. And these guys are all very good prospects. I think that as far as skaters go, these guys on the back end are absolute rocks. And they all offer something unique that the Jets don't have. A couple of them are puck-carrying offensive defensemen. Sandberg just seems to be a really well-rounded guy who started off more on the defensive side, maybe now has quite a bit more of an offensive edge to his game. I think if you want to toss in, like, Leon Gavanki in this group, I think that Gavanki easily could could have an argument there. 
his uh, his development looks very good, and I think that that's something for the Jets to monitor going forward. I left Bairdine's name off of this list just because I feel like Bairdine for me is kind of hard to rank in the system. I think that he could easily have an argument as maybe a fourth crown jewel. It's kind of hard to tell, but he looks like a stud as far as goaltending prospects are concerned. I'm always real skittish about ranking them as far as how they perform against their, you know, forward and defensive uh, cohorts. So I'm just going to kind of keep them in this middle bracket as well with those other guys. I think that they all provide significant value to this Jets uh, organization. But as far as like where he might be in the future in comparison to somebody like Heinola, I just don't think it's fair to make that kind of assessment yet until we see a little bit more from him. Right now, most of the Jets' top prospects are all kind of on the defensive side. I do think that they took some interesting risks in guys like Nathan Smith, Harrison Blaisdell, eventually Austin Wong. Some of those guys are going to have to show a little bit more for me before I can really give us kind of a consensus vision of what they might turn into. Skylar McKenzie's another guy in that same bracket. But, you know, if there's one thing the Jets aren't hurting for, it's forwards. So as, unless one of these guys is like a top six center in the vein of David Gustafson, for the most part, the Jets really need defensive help a lot sooner. And that's that's something that Winnipeg, I think, has more than enough of right now coming in the next couple of seasons. They do need to start finding a, a, a second-line center replacement and probably a couple of top six wingers in the next few drafts, top six centers as well. But, you know, it's hard to say if they'll be able to find those and maybe prioritize a couple of top-tier defensemen, too. I think that their goalie system is pretty loaded, but certainly high-end offensive forward talent and high-end defensive talent, both of those categories, they have defenders better covered than they do forwards, but I'm sure that Winnipeg would love to have both in equal measure in their system. I hope you guys had a bit of a blast kind of going through all of these old draft retrospectives and, and kind of seeing where the Jets are all at as far as their prospects are in this blessed year of 2020, if you guys have any thoughts or questions, be sure to hit at me at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets or at my personal Twitter at, at HLLivingLoco. Now, before you log off tonight, be sure to listen to our Locked On NHL National Show hosted by Sarah Avampado. Thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.